Have you ever wondered what's the best way to recover from being sore? Have you ever wondered if you should wear a belt and or some knee sleeves so that you can lift heavier weight? What about our favorite podcasts or is rolling out and cooling down worth it? Stay tuned to find out these answers and more. You're listening to the Digital Barbell Podcast. Our mission is to provide you with a clear path to health and fitness through education, coaching, and accountability. We are your hosts, Jonathan and Blakely Fletcher, and we are here to serve you. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review so that we can reach more people. You can find us daily on Instagram and Facebook at Digital Barbell. Now, let's get to today's topic. All right, guys, welcome to episode number 146 of the Digital Barbell Podcast. Thank you guys for being here as always. Before we get to the announcements for this week, we have a sponsor of this episode. It's a repeat sponsor. We're sponsored by Extreme Outdoors, Little Guy, Max. (laughs) People are like, what? (laughs) We're recording this from our camper. That's the brand of our camper. We're up north outside of Dallas on a mission to capture my sister. Yeah, pretty exciting. His sister just moved from Hong Kong to Texas officially. She like, didn't move here in a camper. She flew no. in. Yeah, we picked her up yesterday. She she arrived with five large suitcases and a dog. Was everything she owned getting off the plane. Dog was in a crate, not a suitcase, but it was pretty impressive to see how much stuff she was able to bring on yeah. the, I, although she did say how much it cost per bag, mm-hmm. and that's pretty wild. Yeah, but she's, so she basically, short story, she moved to South Korea the day after we got married, and that was 20 years ago, uh-huh. and lived in South Korea for eight or nine years, came back briefly to get finish off her master's in Virginia, maybe like two or three years, and then went back overseas and has lived in Hong Kong ever since. So the whole time we've been married, she's never lived around us. And for most of the time we've been married, she's lived overseas. So it's kind of cool that she's going to be living really close to us and we'll get to spend a lot more time with her. Yeah, we're excited. We're going to drag her back down and she'll (laughs) stay with us for a couple weeks and then she's got her own place uh, about 20 minutes from where we're going to be living. So pretty exciting. You guys will probably be seeing around in our Instagram (laughs) story and stuff like that more. Uh, okay, announcement. We have um, registration for our eight-week workout program. Full Body Remodel is going to open on June 27th. Mm-hmm. Workouts start on July 5th. Reminder that we only release this program four times per year. Yep. The primary focus of our business is working one-on-one with our nutrition clients and our custom coaching clients. But we do have this one program that's the easiest, lowest barrier to entry <laughs> to work with us. So yeah. don't miss out on it. So what you'll get when you get when you sign up for a full body remodel is you'll get, um, I just drew a blank, <laughs> eight weeks. I was like, how, many, how long is it? <laughs> eight weeks of workouts. We uh, program five workouts a week, but this can be done as a three or four day per week program as well if you can't fit five in per week, but you'll get them all. Um, you'll build whole body strength, you'll build muscle definition, and you'll build endurance throughout this eight week program. Jonathan and I jumped in on the last version of the last group that went through full body remodel and I really felt 
a difference in my endurance. I felt like I built some 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 nice endurance throughout that eight weeks. Um, the other awesome thing about this is you'll get a personal coach to help guide you through this program. You're not just getting a templated program and then you're off on your own. You have a coach, a coach mm-hmm. that's going to like ask to see like, let me see your squat. Let me see your press. Make sure you're doing it right. As a coach that's going to say like, hey, you didn't work out like for a couple of days. Like what's going on? Yeah, you some know, accountability too. A coach too. to ask questions to, a coach to kind of like review your results and be like, I think you can go heavier. And this is really the magic piece that this is why you get the benefit that you do from full body remodel. And it's not like we're shipping this out to like a virtual assistant in Indonesia. When we say you're <laughs> going to get a coach, it's somebody on our team, yeah. most likely going to be Haley. Yeah. So yes, <laughs> I want everybody to know that that's what we mean when we say that. Mm-hmm. It's really cool to see people that do this program and they've done other programs in the past or they've done apps or they've done group classes. And just the, the progression that you built into this program just really takes advantage of your body's ability to adapt to this kind of exercise and just people's results are so fast during Mm -hmm. this. I don't want to, I mean, we're not promising instant results, but really eight weeks of doing a well-designed program that's different than what you've done before, you are going to see results. If if you're consistent with it and you do it regularly and you stick with it for the whole duration. I love it. So just a reminder, um, our email list always gets first shot at grabbing mm-hmm. a spot in this program and they get an early bird discount. So don't miss out on that. If you're already on our email list, watch for that email on Saturday, the 25th. That's when that will go out. Registration to um, you know Instagram and Facebook and all that will open on the 27th and workouts start on the 5th of July. Yep. After- yeah, that first week will be a little short. Um, we'll do four workouts that first week because um, the fi- uh, July 4th is on a Monday this year. Yep. So we'll start on Tuesday and then we'll get rolling. Let's do it. On Tuesday, July 5th. All right. Enough All talking right. about that. We have a question and answer episode no, for you. No, we have a Ask Jonathan Anything episode. Well, I'm going to make you give some answers <laughs> too then. <laughs> I love these. But we put a sticker up on uh, Instagram and got some questions. And some of these came from our clients through their check-ins during the week. If you have a question for a future episode, there'll be a link in the show notes where you can submit that also. Mm-hmm. So let's get into right. it because we have the air conditioning turned off in the camper because it's loud. And it's 100 degrees outside. We're going to get Literally. through these. Let's go. We got our iced coffees. We are amped up and ready to go. All right. First one. Many times I'm sore after a workout, not to the point where I can't get out of bed, but more like I really feel yesterday's workout. What's a good recovery technique? Been there, done that. Um I'm glad that you left the distinction, like not to the point that I can't get out of bed. That shows that, um, you know, a little bit of soreness is a sign that you use some muscles and you put in the effort. If you're debilitatingly sore, that probably means you're pushing too hard. You're doing the wrong exercises, doing too much eccentric work, some too much variety in your program, that kind of stuff. So I'm glad to see that you said that. I think overall, the best recovery technique for soreness is getting blood flow into the muscles, actually getting a little bit of that motion is lotion kind of thing. Usually soreness does not go away any quicker if you just completely take days off or if you just immobilize yourself. So um, you might have to modify some movements based on if your range of motion is compromised. I know that sometimes when our quads and glutes are a little bit sore Mm -hmm. and it's like squats are coming up the next day, we'll sometimes shorten the range of motion, squat to a bench, modify some exercises, because most of the time when you're sore, it's those end ranges of motion where your muscle is really stretched out that give you the most pain. But if you do something, you might find after your warm-up sets that actually some of that soreness is diminished. And usually if you do something, the mm-hmm. soreness is better the next day. So yeah. I guess the the real answer, or my opinion on it, is that you should do something, even if it means just modifying the exercise slightly mm-hmm. and shortening the range of motion. You will probably recover quicker if you do that yeah. than if you do nothing. And like you said, once you just get out there and you start moving, you often like 
that's you don't feel that soreness as much anymore or often not at all anymore once yeah. you get the blood flow moving the only time i'll really like change my workout program is when my legs are so sore to the point that i feel like i can't safely like bend down and pick up the weight like yeah. using the correct technique if that's, that's the case point. then i will like not do a deadlift not do a movement where i'm lo- lo- you know pulling weight off the ground because i know i'm so sore to the point where i can't even get my body into the right position yeah that wasn't that's a great point and, and i think like that's an important thing to mention here i don't know if this was uh he or she but um you know the question is how do i what is a good recovery mm-hmm. technique but your point is don't force yourself to do a movement that's programmed for that day if you can't execute it with the right technique yeah. because you're sore. It's better to to modify uh, or use a substitute yeah. exercise that day to ensure that you stay safe. These, these kind of things only happen if you maybe took like three weeks off and then you're just not getting back into it and you did a bunch of squats or if you did a workout with maybe like a t- lot of volume and mm-hmm. a light weight will you be the sore where you're like wow i don't even feel safe picking up a weight yeah so that doesn't happen that often like i said one last thing to touch on with this um is that your nutrition yeah, pays a big part something. in your, your plays a big mm-hmm. part in your recovery also drinking water eating protein yeah i was talking with um one of my custom clients last week he only does training with me and not nutrition and we were talking about why he's always sore and i kind of dug into his nutrition and kind of like the episode last week with dr m annette found out he's eating you know one egg and some toast for breakfast a sandwich with two ounces of deli meat for lunch and then well, you know dr m annette was not the client no no, no my client yeah, yeah. you know come to find out my client who's sore all the time he's way under eating protein and he's an older guy so he really needs to be eating enough protein not only for you know, the immediate with his soreness, but just to, you know, fend off sarcopenia, you know, stuff that really matters for his life. So eating enough protein can have a huge impact on muscle soreness and recovery. I mean, you are literally giving your body the nutrients that it needs to repair the muscle, like quite literally. Make sense? It does. <laughs> this coffee is really good. I feel good. <laughs> How much, how much coffee Homemade did you? Fancy ass coffee. How much did you put in here? <laughs> I think you're drinking it too fast. All right, I'll slow down. Let's go. What's next? <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, next question. As Christians, how do you keep training from becoming an idol in your lives? I like this one a lot. Uh, yeah, I guess for starters, like we try not to hide the fact that we're Christians in any of our content. I mean, we're a fitness and nutrition business, but our faith plays a huge role in our life, especially looking back over the the course of, you know, the, the, all the things that have happened in our life. It's, I don't think we would be where we are if we didn't have our faith to, to rely on. So, um, that's just kind of our background with that. But, um, and we were kind of talking about this as we were walking around after I saw this question come in. Um, I think there's a lot of aspects to this. Number one is having people in your life that are also Christians that have other interests outside of fitness that you can talk about your faith that you you know just have some common ground to talk on that isn't something isn't your fitness like you know we have friends and neighbors and um, Bible study group that we can just go through life and talk about all the aspects of life Mm -hmm. things we're going through with our families you know friends like just the stresses of life so it kind of takes all of the focus off of that one singular aspect Um, because I think like it's easy when you're in a, you know, like a, a fitness mindset, a fitness lifestyle to 
to get overly fixated on that. I know like when you owned the gym, you know, that was kind of the community Mm -hmm. and it would be easy if that was your only community and where you found friends and fellowship Mm -hmm. and for that kind of to become your identity. So I think it's important to have a balance of things in your life that you enjoy outside of fitness. And this is, this is hard since this is our job Mm -hmm. also, but I'm just saying um, for the, for general advice, like have a diverse set of things that give you meaning and purpose and things that you enjoy to do outside of fitness. So it doesn't become such a singular focus of your life. And Mm -hmm. and that like starts to take over and take the place of, you know, time that you would be spent, you know, worshiping God or, you know, studying the Bible or that kind of stuff. You don't want to consume all of your life. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's kind of our mission also. Yeah, and one one way one one thing I always think about is like I'm always trying to be thankful in the moment for the ability to just like simply like this morning walk outside of our camper and have our dumbbells with us and do some physical exercise and it, and it's like just I, I literally always I'm like thankful that I'm able that I have yeah. the ability to do this and Gratitude. it's not like I want to be doing this because I have to do it because it's like something I worship but I'm just thankful for the ability to like be able to take care of myself so that I can in turn take care of others mm-hmm. as I you know as I continue to age yeah and you know I always talk about like doing doing hard things like doing burpees makes you mentally stronger and I think about that as well it's like you know I think one of the things that has really strengthened my mindset um, is being a Christian and also doing hard things and like the combination of the two of like, yes, I can do hard things and I, I prove it to myself every day. Yeah. Like you can, you can like read that whatever, you know, you're, it's possible for you to do hard things, but if you never try those hard things, sometimes like it's hard to understand that reality yeah. and not, I'm just, I'm not talking about like climbing Mount Everest. Maybe that's something some people do, but I'm talking yeah. about like doing, pushing yourself to do a set of 10 burpees is a hard thing. Mm-hmm. And, and you just reminded like, yeah, I can do hard things. Yeah. I, th- I think about that a lot when we're doing a workout with running in it, since I really don't enjoy running. Mm-hmm. I try to like shift my mindset and be like, you know, I'm thankful to God that I even have the physical ability to go out yeah. and do this. And I want to yeah. use it to make myself better so that I can do work for, mm-hmm. you know, for for God and for our clients. And and ultimately, like, you know, I think, you know, since this is our job, you know, we, we exercise for our own health also. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we have somewhat of an obligation to take care of our own health to set a positive example for our clients. Yeah. And show them that we are willing to go out and do the hard things mm-hmm. that we're doing also. Um, I don't know how that ties into not letting our training become an idol because... You know, maybe it does in that like I'm not I'm not always just lifting weight to make my bicep bigger. Like mm-hmm. I want to I want to be <laughs> strong for my clients. I want to be a good example for our friends and family, and I want to show people that they can do this also. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And you know, a lot of times when we're we're in a CrossFit gym and we do a hero workout or like a workout on Memorial Day, we're reminded of why we're doing this hard thing. And we're like we're um, we're, you know, we're doing this to like stand aside, like those people who have like suffered for us, for the freedoms we have, or even just the other day we did that workout to honor the teacher that was shot mm-hmm. at Uvalde. You know, those are the times you really stop and think like, wow, okay, I'm, I have the ability right now to, to do this hard work. Yeah. Like this person does not anymore. Yeah. And, and it kind of makes you even more thankful that you are, you have those abilities and just. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think there's also like, maybe this is more true with men or maybe this is just my perception, but I, I feel like there's maybe like um, this picture as, of like a Christian man being kind of like passive, mm. weak, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that has to necessarily be the case. Like, you know, I grew up in a Southern Baptist church um, and there was never any like really mention of the things we're talking about, like doing hard things physically to make yourself stronger. It was always just more like, you know, status quo. <laughs> don't, you know, don't rock the boat kind of thing. And maybe like somebody who lifted weights or something like that would be seen as aggressive, which was really kind of tabooed in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the Baptist church. Um, and I just think that's, that's ridiculous because there's so many positive benefits for your own self and the example that you can set for other people. And you can use that, um, quote, power that you have mm-hmm. to, you know, from a Christian perspective to show what you can, what faith means and like how you rely on God to get through tough times, including everything from moving across the the world like my sister just did to finishing a hard workout. Mm-hmm. You know, you, yeah. you have the capability to do hard things, um, especially with God in your corner. Yeah. Great. All right. This is a completely different <laughs> subject coming up. <laughs> Now okay. we're going to talk about Satan. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> is it better to wear a belt and knee sleeves for support to lift heavier, or should you lower the weight? It's a it's a good question. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just picturing. Let me let me let me, let me imagine the scenario. So you maybe you're stuck. You're doing a deadlift or a squat or something, and you're. When you say stuck, stuck, what do you mean? You're you're not able to add weight to the barbell, is what I'm picturing. Yeah. And so they're asking, like, should I put on a belt? Should I put on knee sleeves so that I can lift heavier? Or should I lower the weight? And mm-hmm. so I can continue to hit my, you know, maybe they're doing a three by five or a three by eight. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of things we can say about this. But um, first thing I think of is, well, what is your goal? Mm-hmm. I know this person that, person that asked this question is specifically running through the starting strength novice linear progression right now, which is like, okay. you know, that that newbie period in your strength days mm-hmm. where you're just adding five pounds like a madman or mad woman like every single week just getting rapidly stronger the goal during this time for him is to get as strong as possible you know before mm-hmm. the gravy train ends so in that case i would say assuming that your form is good and that you're not trying to rely on any kind of piece of equipment to correct your form you should absolutely throw on some knee sleeves and a belt if it allows you to lift more weight mm-hmm. um you ran into this a lot when you owned the gym where people would see somebody else wearing a belt mm-hmm. and be like, do I need to wear a lifting belt? And mm-hmm. like, well, you're, you know, you're only like, you're not really getting close to the capacity of how much you can lift. Mm-hmm. And we're still working on getting your form right. right anyway. You're not ready for a piece of assistance. Yeah. A, a piece of equipment to, to assist me, you. The belt and the knee sleeves should never be like a band aid for form. Of course. You should yeah. never put these things on to make yourself like to make yourself be able to brace something you can't brace. Yeah. Or yeah, to push yourself into like a deeper squat than you can actually get into with you know, regular ranges of motion. But like you said, if you're just especially if you're doing the starting strength method and you're doing a three by five linear progression, mm-hmm. put that belt on, put those knee sleeves on. I even offered a lot of my clients if they get stuck on like a press and like, hey, grab that belt. It's going to give you a little bit of extra support there. Put on your lifters. Yeah. Let's see if we can get over this hump. 
Yeah. But never like to, oh, I think you could add 30 pounds to the bar if you put on a belt. No, I would right. never do that. Or if you, you can't you can't brace yourself for that deadlift. Let's put on a belt and then see if we can't. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've seen videos of people on Instagram, you know, deadlifting with horrible form with a belt yeah, on. It's, it's, like, it's not a Band-Aid for form. Yeah. So before you go for a lifting belt, you should be able to properly demonstrate, you know, at least 75% plus of your max with perfect form, mm -hmm. like over and over again. It should just be on autopilot. There's never yeah. should be a time where you look at your form, you're like, oh yeah, my back is getting pretty round there. I'm just barely holding in my abs without the belt. Because right. remember, the point of the belt is really just to give you something to brace your stomach mm -hmm. against. It doesn't wrap you up and hold your back in position. So I think the uh, that's a common misconception mm -hmm. with the belt. It's like, I'm having trouble keeping my back flat. Should I put a belt mm -hmm. on? No, not not at all. Yeah. The belt just gives you a way to make yourself even more rigid, assuming you already know how to do it. Another thing is if you're, if you're using a belt, knee sleeves, um, well, the knee sleeves will probably be on for your duration of your squats, but the belt for the squats or the deadlift, like maybe don't put that on in your warmups. Yep. Let's wait until you're getting to a significant weight to put that on. Absolutely. Same thing like Jonathan uses um, grips, lifting straps. lifting straps for grips because he has some tendonitis issues, but he'll try to deadlift up to a certain point. So he's still able to like build strengthen his tendons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not still just, training the grip. Still and... training the grip. And then when he gets to a point where he can't, you do it anymore, you'll put on the grips. Yeah. I think the, the, the person asked about the belt and knee sleeves. I think the knee sleeves are a little bit different than a belt. I mean, mm -hmm. nobody's putting on a knee sleeve thinking it's going to like, you know, do the same thing as a, right, like right. make their knee more straight or whatever, make their knee more whatever. But, you know, the, the benefit of the knee sleeve is that it's, it physically covers your knee, so it brings it up to a hotter temperature more quickly than without, mm -hmm. which can make people who have some kind of like crankiness or joint pain in their knees uh, get to that point where they feel more lubricated more quickly, mm -hmm. which I think is a benefit. And they do give you a little bit of bounce mm -hmm. out of the bottom of the squat. I mean, we're talking about maybe putting an extra five or 10 pounds yeah. onto a more maximal effort. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I wear knee sleeves most of the time when I'm doing my heavy squats for that reason mm -hmm. that like by the second or third warm up set, my knees feel smooth and buttery. Mm -hmm. Whereas without them, it might take a little bit longer. Yeah. All right. Next one. Would muscles still grow if I did the same workout for a year, but kept increasing the weights? Or does the body adapt and stop growing? Good question. Mm -hmm. There was another part of this question that kind of gave an example of the workout split that she's following. So mm -hmm. when she says, if I did the same workouts for a year, she doesn't mean like if I did 10 jumping jacks, 20 push-ups, right. and 30 air squats. She's talking about weight lifting, like she was using an upper body uh, split across okay. the week. So that's kind of the context for this. Uh, would muscles still grow if I did? Yes, absolutely. If you're increasing the weight that you're doing, you're increasing the volume. So if you're increasing the volume and you're continuing to get stronger, that means your muscles are getting bigger. That's literally what is happening. A stronger muscle has a larger cross-sectional size. That means it gets bigger. <laughs> That's the fancy way of saying that. So the, the second part of the question that she said was, or does the body adapt and stop growing? Yeah, ab absolutely. The body does adapt. Actually, the adaptation that's happening is that the muscle is getting bigger in response to the stress of lifting a heavier weight. That's the kind of the stress adaptation, stress recovery adaptation cycle that happens. So as long as the weight is going up and you're increasing the volume and you did more reps, you're getting stronger. And that means that the muscle is growing. Um, I would just throw out a little bit of a caveat to this and a warning <laughs> that like 
if you continue to do the exact same exercises every workout for a year, um, you're probably going to start running into some joint pain just from rep, you know repetitive use, like little nagging pains in your elbows, your knees, whatever. So even if you can continue to grow and get stronger on the exact same exercises for a year, it's probably not optimal and probably won't lead to you being able to make progress longer than if you kept some staple exercises and you put in some variety. This is why um, we program our clients' workouts the way that we do, or we keep certain things constant, and then we provide some variety. Also, different the different angles that you hit different muscles from, even with slight variation, can change the different fibers that you're hitting. And if you're looking to you know develop your entire tricep, you got three heads of it that can be hit from three different angles to work different parts of it, or your bicep, two different heads of the bicep, so on and so forth. So uh, if you're looking to make the most progress and make the most balanced progress, I would have some variety within that year, even if you can continue to get bigger and stronger. Does that make sense? Perfect. <laughs> you just wanted to move on because it's hot in here. <laughs> All right, what's next? What are you guys' favorite podcasts? I mean, I just listen to ours over and over and over again. I bet you do. <laughs> Uh, some of my favorite are uh, EC's podcast, mm-hmm. The Consistency Project. I like listening to business podcasts. I like Donald Miller's uh, yeah. two podcasts. I think one is called Marketing Made Simple, and maybe the other is Business Made Simple. Mm-hmm. Real level-headed business advice, kind of how to how to talk about your business in a way that doesn't sound salesy mm-hmm. and makes your clients kind of the hero. Of the story? When we're uh, just driving in the car, traveling somewhere, we like to listen to Dave Ramsey. Just because his voice is so soothing to me. I just love his ten- Southern Tennessee accent. And, and he's funny. And he just gives he gives amazing advice straight to the point. It's just like never. There's never like any doubt what his what he thinks when <laughs> yeah. you ask him a question. He doesn't sugarcoat he anything. Doesn't sugarcoat it, Some people probably really hate him for that reason. But dude's a multi-millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> he has his method and he's like if you didn't follow the method you did it wrong and it, I, I like it his show is also really good for helping us come up with content ideas because <laughs> there's so many parallels between finance and, really and fitness in the, yeah. like the level of uh, consistency and um, yeah discipline that's required to truly make progress yeah I still would like to write like the digital barbell version of the debt snowball, like mm. the, the proven seven step plan that takes you from, you know, couch yeah, to whatever, whatever the end result is going to be. Mm-hmm. Cause man, he's made a lot of people pay off a lot of debt with that program. Um, we liked uh, Ben Bergeron's yeah, podcast, like Chasing, Chasing Excellence. There's a lot of episodes of that. If you, um, yeah. if, if you like it, you can go back and learn tons of stuff. Um, yeah, I think those are the main ones. Yeah. Okay. How important is rolling out and cooling down? Roll out. <laughs> I think these are kind of two different things because um, I know when, when I, I went to Village CrossFit and when you owned your CrossFit gym, like rolling out <laughs> is kind of like the, is more like the social yeah. aspect when people get to the gym. Everybody like, grabbed a roller and sat on them and just chatted, <laughs> which is an amazing part of class. I mean, that's like, do that. Do If you're going to, if you're going to use a roller, do that. Sit down and talk to somebody yeah. and have a great conversation. Use it as yeah. a social, like a social put gathering. Put it on your butt a little bit and, you know, hit, hit some target spots, but. Yeah. <laughs> and, whether, and whether you do rolling before or after your workout, rolling is really just self-massage, mm-hmm. if we're being honest. You know, research has shown over and over that 
that. There's no meaningful, lasting change that happens to your body when you when you roll it out. You know, you're not going to like change the texture of your IT band because you rolled around on it with your own body weight for 10 minutes. I mean, like the IT band is strong enough to like pick up a car or something. <laughs> you're not you're not going to make a yeah. lasting change. To but it. if you're sore and it's, it's almost like rubbing your foot if your feet are sore, yeah. it's just like it if you have good. a sore part, yeah, you're and you, and you might like oh let me roll out for 10 minutes and then oh okay I feel a little bit better. Let's go. Let's let's do the workout now. Yeah, you know? I think the same thing. Uh, ties in with like Theragun's and that yeah. kind of stuff like it's just self-massage <laughs> are you laughing because of- I'm laughing because I had a member of my gym who had a Theragun and I would make him take that thing outside it was so loud I think it was like version one of the Theragun and it was like a drill it was at oh, least as loud like, as a drill it was so loud I was like take that thing outside <laughs> can't do Theraguns in here it's too loud you're disturbing the peace <laughs> I remember one member actually made mm. one out of a jigsaw with a golf ball yeah, epoxy like, onto the blade I've never used that I might accidentally like the ball would come off stab I'm, myself yeah then you'd really need to do, go to see somebody <laughs> <laughs> okay but the cooling down cooling down yeah I mean what is this kind of depends depends on like what is the definition of cooling down like are we talking about static stretching are we talking about spending a couple minutes on a, a bike to mm-hmm. you know if you just had a leg workout or are we talking yeah. about just walking around doing stretching all those kinds of things I, I like to cool down for about 10 minutes with like we will like do like five laps slowly just talking around our driveway mm-hmm. because <laughs> i don't like to just like finish my workout i'm like my heart rate's elevated i'm breathing heavy and then i always joke with jonathan like okay it's time for lunch like let's go start making lunch <laughs> and i'm like breathing heavy sweating I'm, i don't like that so to me cooling down is just like letting my heart rate settle down like appreciating what I just did, having a conversation with somebody, like yeah. literally just letting my heart rate come down and like stop sweating a little bit. Right. I mean, spending time um, like r- immediately after a workout, let's say you're like a certain muscle group is feeling super pumped up or whatever. Yeah. The things that are going to help it relax are a little bit of movement and time. So mm-hmm. that's really all it takes. You don't have to do anything fancy. Mm-hmm. We would rather you dedicate most of your time to the training, right. you know, instead of, instead yeah. of spending 15 minutes rolling out or stretching. And this is afterwards. why I don't, I, I give a lot of emphasis to warm ups. I want you to warm up. I think it's important for you guys to warm up. I, and I think it's important not to just like, okay, now I'm going to start my squats. I'm not going to, I'm going to skip this warm up because it takes your body through the ranges of motion, elevate your heart rate, elevate your body temperature. You get some bonus reps in there. Yeah. I don't write cool downs for this reason. I don't think like, I don't want to take another 10 or 15 minutes out of the time I'm allotted for yep. your workout to to have you cooling down yeah and in, unless you're trying to like specifically get better at like doing the splits or something yeah. like that you're not going to make a lasting change <laughs> with um the static stretching that you do after a workout either just spend a little bit of time getting some movement in after your workout bring your heart rate down get some blood flow into the muscles and call that good enough. <laughs> That's funny. I always I always aspired to be able to do the splits and I always was like I'm going to do 5 minutes of you know, trying to do the splits every time after I work out. Yeah. <laughs> Still can't the people do who it. do that, like that really get good at the splits, they spend like 15 minutes in the split position. Or they'll just like watch an hour TV show doing the splits, you yeah. know, like, yeah. I think it's also a common misconception that just doing static, static stretching is a way to get better at mobility mm-hmm. and flexibility. But honestly, doing exercise with resistance improves your mobility and your flexibility Mm -hmm. just as much because you're putting your body through these normal ranges of functional motion under a load. And what does that load do? Well, it pushes you to the extremes of that Mm -hmm. range of motion. It's amazing how many times 
people, you know, finish their first month of a program or working with us mm-hmm. and they're like, man, I can't believe how much more flexible yeah. I am. Oh, like, I see- can reach down and touch my toes. I haven't done that in 20 years. You see it so much in the front rack position when you're holding like either two dumbbells on your shoulders or a barbell on your shoulders. I mean, people start who haven't done that position and they, they feel like they can't and it's actually painful. Yeah. And you just have to encourage people that you just have to keep doing this. And like they want like, what what can I do? I'll do homework. What can I do? You know, you can stretch a little bit, but like you said, using the weights, doing the exercises is what's going to be the most beneficial to yeah. open up this range of motion. And a month later, they're like, wow, I have the range of motion. Yeah, you just like have to like work, work through that pain and work through that discomfort of getting your body <laughs> used yeah. to that position. Yep. All right. Last one. Would you and Coach B ever consider making a program that is designed for people who work out at a rec center? She says, or chain gym. I think it, I call them globo gyms. I guess that's what the same thing. That that may not have the ability to do the finishers that are more CrossFit style. So I get what she's talking about. I think this is a she. You, yeah, give an example. So, this was Elizabeth who asked this question. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> um, so I guess when, you go, when you're going to like these big rec center or globo type gyms, you might not be able, and, and it's crowded, you can't like get a collection of equipment. You're like, here's my barbell, here's my dumbbells, here's my treadmill, here's my mat for sit-ups. People will come and steal your equipment <laughs> and take your space. And so I think that that is the problem. I've been lucky enough to not get a garage gym. I mean, when I worked out at Rice, I worked out in a rec center gym 24/7, and then that was like kind of the same issue there. It's just like, here's all my stuff, and don't no one to come and take this. And if you walked away from the squat rack from a second to go do like your pull up, someone would take your squat rack. Uh-huh. So I, I get where they're coming from. Um, I you know really what we do this for our custom clients. Like yeah. we have custom clients that work out in these type of gyms, and I make sure that they don't have a workout where they have like three or four pieces of equipment that they have spread all out over the gym mm-hmm. and make it too hard for them. Yeah. We'll mod- we'll modify it. So they get the same stimulus, but yeah. without having to um, worry about that kind of thing. Like if they're, let's say it was like, you know, workout that had three rounds of running some dumbbell snatch and some push ups. Maybe we put the run only at the beginning or the end. So once they get off that piece of equipment, yeah. they're done with it. Yeah. Cause if it's a circuit, then someone takes that treadmill, they come back for round two and they're like, Hey, I got nothing. <laughs> so the difference in this, like you're saying is the, the pre-written programs, like full body mm-hmm. remodel, we don't modify those because they're pre-written yeah. and you know, it's not the same as our, uh, our custom coaching with yeah. our clients, but for our custom clients, you know, there's, we'll, we'll take a workout yeah, we, and like, we'll modify it for them, for their gym. Right. <laughs> or wherever they are. Yeah. On vacation, exactly. whatever. A lot of that going on right now. A lot of people yeah. getting no equipment workouts over at my account. I don't know about you. <laughs> or dumbbells only, like, you know, outside your camper. Yeah. We had a good sweaty workout with just some dumbbells and bands outside our yeah. camper. You can still get it done. For sure. Okay. Reminder before we wrap up, speaking of full body remodel, registration opens June 27th. Our email list will get first shot on June 25th. If you're not on our email list, I will put a link for how you can get on there, grab a spot, get a discount in the show notes for this episode. Also, you can head to digitalbarbell.com slash fullbodyremodel to read about the program, see how people are making these gains, see what equipment you might need and all that fun stuff. All right, you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you all for listening. We truly appreciate it. But real quick, before we go, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. 
Be sure and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Digital Barbell for all of the latest and greatest free content. If you're interested in working with Blakely and I, we'd love to talk. Apply for coaching with the link in the description of this episode or by visiting digitalbarbell.com. We'd love to talk about helping you reach your goals with a training and nutrition program built just for you. Thanks again and have a great day.